Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. My whole existence is death, darkness, and the destruction of you, mankind. I have a mission of you, Undertaker! I must be your judge, your jury, and your execution. A vision of you, Undertaker! Looking at me for mercy and finding holy vengeance! Why don't you try and imagine what those last few breaths of air will taste like? A vision of you, Undertaker, with soil filling your lungs! Try to imagine what it will be like to never rest in peace. When vision becomes reality, I'll laugh myself to sleep. I am going to bury you alive. You have been sentenced to eternal damnation. Retro reaction to In Your House Buried Alive. He's not buried alive this week. Uh, not me, radio presenter without portfolio <laughs> and former Cotaholic heavyweight champion of fake Jolly Tom Campbell. But the guy on my left, and indeed to everybody's left, live in the person for the first time, away from the pool on the other side of the Pennines, it's the Clive Fuck of Cultaholic, the rambunctious Jackie Orlando. Hello. And it, I tell you what, it's nice to see the whites of your eyes. I'm fucking... not drunk not drunk no tired so at the time of recording it's half 10 i've been in newcastle for an hour and i've been up early and uh, i didn't speak for four hours so i came in i was just like hello everyone how how is everyone so and just before we started tom sat down all professional and i was slumped down like so uh, give me a minute you don't do earlies do you I, I, not that early. Not a Tom not, Campbell early. Not a Tom Campbell early. Not a Tom Campbell early. Wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. But uh, no, and I'm not your worst enemy, luckily. Thank, thank goodness for that. We so, didn't need that. Are we watching Barry Alive today? Hi, I'm Barry Alive. Hi. Today, it is a watch along of In Your House, Buried Alive, 1996. In fact, go to the network. I'm not going to give you too much more preamble than that. 
go to the network because you're going to need the time to find it on this new fucking design for the network. <laughs> I'll stick a link to it in the description of the podcast so you can go and find it. That's nice of you. It's kind of me, isn't it? Because yeah. it's just a chew on to find it. But if you <laughs> haven't got the podcast description link, you can uh, take a little bit of time to go and search for Buried Alive. I think you have to go into historical events. And just go to In Your House, and they're just in any order. Great, yeah. Brilliant. Mm. Appreciate that. We, we, we love organization in wrestling, don't we? Certainly fucking do. Yeah. Fuck yeah. We'll give you a second to do that right now. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Welcome back. You did well. Let's watch In Your House, Buried Alive, together. Together, our love will last forever. Together, press play on three. Together, one, two, three, go. That was lovely. That's all right, wasn't it? We should be on the stage. We should be in a picture house. Um, what was the which which out of both your cats? Which was the last cat that you saw before you left today? Uh, both at the same time. They came down to the door. So I, I stroked them both. And I say the same thing every time I leave, which is, Poppy, you're in charge. <laughs> <laughs> Louis, Louis has been on good form recently. Apart from he got uh, three fly traps stuck to his anus in the space of about 10 days. Apart from that. I was there, of all the things that you were going to say to me then, three fly traps stuck to the anus yeah. was really close to the bottom of the list. Yeah, yeah. We, we've had like a little f- fungus gnats, they're called little crappy flies. So we've got fly traps. And because he's a big, stupid arsehole, his big, stupid arsehole has been getting stuck <laughs> to them. And he's walking around with these dead flies and a big yellow sticky pad on his bum going, oh. Look, dad, fashion. I'm like, oh, Lewis, for God's sake. <laughs> so, yeah, I, g- I gave him both little strokes. Uh, I-, I said bye to Sean, tried to convince her to get up at five o'clock in the morning and drive me to Lime Street. And she went, well, no. And I was like, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> so. Hopped on a train, got my laptop out. Hardest working man in show business. He is indeed. Mm. 
And you're here because um, now, obviously, by the time you're hearing this, it, it, it's been weeks since Jackie Orlando went crazy, ate bonkers at Wembley Stadium with a hatchet and sex. Yeah. And, uh, and, and a time recording, you're just a few days away from said trip. Yes. Um, it's, ooh, it's going to be a big one. In Wigan? A big one in Wigan, yeah. Mm. Um, there, there's still a lot of planning left to do. Uh, Not for us, but for Tony Khan. Oh, if if walls could talk. <laughs> <laughs> Shocking at just how uh, this this eighty thousand stadium size event was just dropped on AEW clearly last minute. Yeah, it's not like it's you know at, at the time of recording. Uh, what the biggest wrestling show ever? Maybe yeah. Yeah. biggest show in the world. Going yeah. to the press conference. Yeah. Hey, look, that was ages ago. That was ages. This ago. is the now. This is the now. Nineteen ninety six with heel Jim Ross. <laughs> So we are in Market Square Arena in Indianapolis, the first WWF pay-per-view of 96 that doesn't have Shawn Michaels in the main event. Mm. Yeah, we covered this on The Observer saying that WWF are trying to spread the talent a bit more so we can... So they're just like... Because they've been pushing Shawn and obviously the story that Shawn's getting knackered. They're just like, let's give someone else a chance and see what's going on. Mm. Like in the entrance as well. It's like SummerSlam 98. A little bit that, but it's obviously we're, we are recreating a graveyard. Ooh. And there you see the grave site for the main event, the Buried Alive match. We'll have some notes on that in a little while. And we had the O Fortuna playing as well, which is a, a great bit of classical music, which yeah. makes people think of the devil. It does, yeah. and I thought of the devil when I heard it. This is the, um, so we've already had a little bit of action before the show has started. We had a 20 minute match between Barry Windham and Justin Hawk Bradshaw. 20 minutes. But they didn't show it on the, on the pre-show, on the, on the, uh, the free-for-all. Yeah. You had sort of Todd Pettingill doing throws to VT with the match happening behind him. Okay. <laughs> so 20 like, <clears throat> minutes. <clears throat> and according to um, Dave Meltzer, the match was said to have been terrible with one missed spot after another. 20 minutes? 20 minutes of, of the stalker and Justin Hawk Bradshaw. Oh, uh, Hunter Hurst Helms, he's out here, but he's not booked. Oh. Our opening match was set to be Steve Austin versus Savio Vega. Yes. However, Savio Vega has suffered an undisclosed injury. Mm. And Hunter Hurst Helmsley is stepping in to replace him at the last minute. And here's, here he is. there's Steve Austin looking very happy. Is this the first ever Austin versus Triple H match as well, then? Maybe. Oh, <clears throat> I think it could be. <laughs> I think it could be. So in two days, in, in the space of like a couple of days, we've had the first Austin-Michaels match yeah. and the first Austin-Hunter match. Good. Oh. <laughs> oh, don't say ass. Did you hear that? Iconic moment. The glass smashed for the first time. It's weird not hearing everyone lose their minds because they don't realise that this is, you know, the theme of the biggest star of all time. Good so, and in the mid-card. Good and in the mid-card, am I right? We're not, in the, we're not in the attitude era, though. We are. No, we're not. He just said you can kiss my ass. We're on the Big Bang Boom tour after this. We're not in the attitude era yet. But... My clairvoyant, oh. my, my, 
Yeah, a fan just flipped off Steve Austin. <laughs> he told people he can kiss his ass. He's got the music. My clairvoyant powers are saying there's going to be some firearms offences in the next few weeks. We're in the attitude here. Come on. Come on. This is indeed the debut of Steve Austin's Hell Frozen Over theme song. Mm. So the infamous Shattered Glass makes its first appearance here. Uh, this was put together by Jim Johnston. Steve Austin in an interview said, I started getting hands-on when I became Stone Cold. And when asked about the ideas for my theme music, I took them the song Bulls on Parade by Rage Against the Machine. Ah, okay. I told Jim Johnston, it's not this song, it's in the vein of this song. Yeah. And Jim Johnston said, leave it with me, fam. Yeah, and Hell Frozen Over. Bulls on Parade. It's Rage Against the Machine's best it, song. It is their best song. Yeah. It, it is their best song. Makes me want to throw a bin through a window. So <laughs> definitely, if it makes me want to do that, to Stone Cold Steve Austin, he probably wants to hit someone with a truck. So <laughs> I can... But all the credit to Jim Johnson, says Steve Austin, who basically had that framework. And he went, all right, leave it with me. Yeah. And created uh, Hell Frozen Over. It was even his idea to have the glass shatter. Oh, Jim Johnson's? Yeah. Oh. It's just like an impact bit to signal the arrival. Was it ever confirmed that it was always meant to be glass or is it ice shattering because he's stone cold? I know they say now it's the glass shatters, but... I would... I, they, it's never confirmed, but one would believe because it's stone cold, Steve Austin. Yeah. It's, it's glass shattering. Hell yeah. freezing over. Yeah. So the idea of ice and, yeah. and stuff. But it's obviously, it's obviously just known as the glass shattering, but it was probably meant to be. You're right. The ice shattering. Yeah. Chili McFreeze. <laughs> ice shattered Chili McFreeze. So Hunter Hearst Helmsley uh, stepping in last minute here. Also, I got this, this on VHS, and I th remember thinking this was the legit issue that Jim Ross was having. So his mic's fucked on the commentary. Ah, but is it just uh, Vince McMahon playing silly bollocks with him, is it? It would seem that way. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Cobb on the front row there. Oh, that was a bit mean, wasn't it? <laughs> if yeah. I ever meet Jeff Cobb, don't kill me. He does look Jeff Cobb-esque. Mm. Of course, in Manchester, they call him Jeff Barmcake. <laughs> I call him Jeff Rowell. Oh, Jeff Rowell. <laughs> Jeff Rowell, day I. Yeah, so uh, best Mr. wishes. Steve Austin just flipping the fingers. <laughs> Big pop for Steve Austin. And this is an interesting dichotomy here because you've got two heels, essentially. Yeah. But Austin very much, you can sense it. The crowd are warming to Austin. The music is going to be kind of what puts him just over the edge now. Because he's cool. Mm. <laughs> Because he's cool as fuck. Turns up, doesn't matter who he's facing, he's going to batter them and call them a knobhead. Who can't get behind that? <laughs> yeah, Savio Vega replaced last, very last minute uh, due to an undisclosed injury, which apparently he suffered on a weekend tour of Puerto Rico. Okay. Puerto Rico. Uh, Austin Vega would have been a better match. Austin had a very good match with Helmsley. Mm. It was a very solid and suitable replacement. So obviously, Helmsley's clawed his way out of the doghouse at this point. Mm. So... I take it, the way that Vince McMahon viewed Austin as more than a good hand in the mid-card, I take it, obviously Triple H was meant to win the King of the Ring, but I uh -huh. take it they're keeping an eye on him again and being like, oh, let's see how we, let's see how he gets on. I think so. There's certainly, there's certainly tabs being kept on him now because I think, I think Vince always liked Hunter yeah. and Austin. Obviously, I think Hunter, unfortunately, just became the full guy Yeah. for, uh, for some shenanigans and, he had to, and Vince had to be seen to be Getting his locker room in order. What a crazy idea that is. Oh, God, imagine Promoters. that. <clears throat> yeah, he had to be seen to be keeping his locker room in order. So I guess it was, well, I can't punish the champ. I can't punish Kev. can't punish Scott. can't punish Sean. Sorry, Hunter. 
Can't punish Louis Spicoli. He's gone. <laughs> ho ho! Stitch that, Jimmy. Big love for Austin here in Indianapolis. Uh, 8,238 here today. Mm. A gate of $135,605. The largest wrestling crowd in gate in the Indianapolis market since Mania 92. It looks, the house looks good, and that's always something for Kevin Dunn. Love him or hate him. He knows how to maximize any crowd and make it look bigger than it is. Because mm. when you said 8,000, I was like, numbers-wise, that makes sense, but it looks bigger. It's all about how you film these things. And how you just, play it. And how, <laughs> and how you play it. So, like, not enough love is ever given to some of the, uh, the, the, the production team. I know Dunn gets a shoe in for, you know, his... his, his uh, Being an arsehole. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's not beat around the bush. He's a bit of a prick. He's a bit <laughs> of a prick. All, all stories suggest. We've and, never met the man. And has a penchant for quick camera cuts and stuff. Oh, yeah. But... There is a but for camera crews in general. There is there's it's all about how you film a show and make it look like it's a big deal. Mm. I've seen shows poorly attended that look full. I have seen massive events that look shit. Oh, like Collision in Korea looks terrible. Yeah, and that's got like 140 terrified Koreans in it. <laughs> exactly. 140, 140,000. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tony's going for that one next, I do believe. Yeah. And then at the same time, like we watched. Oh, Jim Ross is. Jim Ross is like Jim Ross talking through a potato now for this show. <laughs> Jim Ross ran to a bank of payphones and just, <laughs> his little hat on that says press. He's like, what a scoop. <laughs> Get me the Chicago Inquirer. <laughs> McMahon, I've got a bone pick away, yo. I don't know why he's <laughs> He's off the past, apparently. He is, yeah. I um I, I watched ROH Death Before Dishonor and I hated the way they filmed it. Mm. Because they filmed it facing the entrance way. Yeah. It looked like pandemic wrestling all over again. It, yeah, that's one of the things that Impact have not fully gotten away from. They still like to film. It, it just looks bigger when you don't focus on the entrance. Yeah. And this goes back to one of the things I've said about, you know, obviously I contradict myself with wrestling entrances, but the way that the WWE entrance is so big and that others are followed suit with the big video screens, it makes everything look smaller. Like yeah. with this one, one of the reasons it looks bigger is the entrance is literally a fake gate and <laughs> yeah. it looks huge. Um, yeah. I imagine like AEW, you know, they that they have like the big staging areas and WWE, what they've done is when they've run uh, big crowds, like Puerto Rico this year and at London, they just had like a small entrance way. Yeah. I don't, I'm not massively keen on the kinked runway, but I like the fact that it is just a door because it makes everything look massive. Yeah. Because I didn't like... WrestleMania's one with the big ramp where it was just a big sheet of like gold foil on the side, which is 40 foot tall. I was like, oh, it looks a bit crap. But I feel like the age of like video screens and stuff has, has made them try less hard. Yes. When it comes to putting together yeah. big entrances. I'm, uh, yeah, I, I was always a fan of what I call the, the Noah and sometimes ECW one where the ramp is the same level as the ring. So it goes all the way to the apron itself because you just got more places to do spots and everyone can see you walk down. It's more interesting. It makes it more interesting. More interesting. It makes it more interesting. Mm. I remember when TNA had Hulk Hogan arrive and uh, they changed the structure of the ring and the structure of the entrance. So you had like an entrance ramp that came right to the ring. Yeah, it's, it's, I can't help but feel like they did that just to save Hogan's back. Definitely. <laughs> but I, I, am, I am a fan of it, but yeah. 
Let's not talk about that era of TNA. That's <laughs> a great era of TNA. Oh, who likes a six-sided ring, brother? It's like, that's... We all do, Hulk. Yeah. It's different. It's kind of how we like it. Yeah. Activision shit in it, brothers. No, it's, it's no. actually very good. No, this is the reason why people really care about TNA. You say no weight limits? Well, how about a weight limit? No, no. no. It's fine. We no. Should, no I think how about my return match? No. <laughs> how about I give my Hall of Fame ring to a best brother? How do I get through to these kids? I <laughs> <laughs> just don't understand. These are all my top tricks. How about we don't push Samoa Joe because he's chubby? He's like, no, he's chubby. No, no. I got it. Sting. Yeah. As a Joker. Uh. <laughs> History's been kind to Joker's thing, though. Because uh. I always thought it was a joke, and now everyone's just like, oh, I love Joker's thing. And I'm just like, do we? Um, I enjoy how when he turned up in WWE... WWE were just so petty, and they're like, we haven't seen Sting for seven years. Like, he's been on Impact every week. <laughs> yeah. I'll never forget, one of my favorite moments of uh, WWE the last decade or so was um, the WWE, was it 13, teaser video for Sting? And they played it on Raw, and everyone thought Sting was turning up, yeah. and it was his classic theme done amazingly, and him coming from the rafters, and everyone went berserk. And it said, like, WWE... 13, buy a video game. And everyone started booing. And then, and then when he did turn up, it was like, oh, it's Sting. Oh, his music's... Eh. Oh, they're going to just try and bury WCW more. Nice one, lads. <laughs> He's literally back. Just to, They just, un just unearthed the corpse of WCW. I was furious with that. Head I, I, as, I like that as a match, but I hate it at the same time. Mm. It's when the NWO come out to help Sting. It's like, fuck off. They would not come out to help Sting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, imagine, imagine if, I don't know why my mind's gone to this. It's probably because I've been in the presence of Aiden Gibbons for 15 minutes. If Winston Churchill had a wrestle match <laughs> and, you know, Adolf Hitler comes out to help him, it's like, no, <laughs> no. But yeah. Hitler, Hitler comes out and they clean house and then Hitler offers him a handshake. Yeah. And Churchill thinks about it for ages and then just low blows him. <laughs> oh! Glass him. And then comes Stalin. <laughs> Uncle Joe. <laughs> Throwing out right jabs all over the place. Um, I was going to say, how are you, Tom? But uh, I'm fine. I was going to say, sausage is made. We recorded yesterday. We recorded yesterday, <laughs> but it has been a couple of weeks since people asked how I was, and I'm fine. Yeah. Um, by now, hopefully, my tooth will have been fixed. It's still very much chipped. Good. Well, thanks. Yeah, good. <laughs> I want you to experience pain. That's all right, then. Discomfort uh, and good dental practice. Appreciate well. it. Yeah. Um, trying to think what has anything occurred in the last few days since I last saw you in a, in a, in a fun twist of fate. Um, so, uh, Alex, my good lady, uh, she is, um, changing roles within the radio industry. Mm. So she's still staying at BBC Newcastle, but she's going to be working in a, uh, in a role online now, which is very excited to start okay. like a proper future proof part of BBC sounds. I'm like, yeah, you go. Let's. Just, just. I have a million podcast ideas. Let me dump them on you. <laughs> She's like, no. Oh, come on. Um, <laughs> Wheelbarrow racing with Chris Akabusi. No. <laughs> I said that was a good one. I, I thought that was a good one. Yeah. But um, so it means that she's sort of wrapping up her time as an on-air producer. Yeah. Because she's coming away from linear radio and doing stuff behind the scenes. So she's finishing up, and the the lady she's been doing the production with in the afternoon, um, 
she's taken the next couple of weeks off. So she's like, oh, that's a shame. I won't be working with, you know, the, the, with Jilly, Jilly Hope. I won't be working with her for a little while. Oh, here's hope for you of a man who's building a wife mine. Big pop for perfect. Big pop for perfect. Mm. Turns out, anyway, long story short, the last two shows that Alex will produce on radio, um, it's me hosting them. Oh, very good. So I said, your last two shows will be me and you dicking about. So that'd be nice. You're going to have fun. We'll have a laugh for two days, and on the Friday, we'll go out for dinner. It'll be lovely. Lovely. Yeah. So that'd be nice. So I'd be quite happy to sort of be there for the last couple of days yeah. and make a bit of a fuss of it. Have you rented a horse to ride away from the studio from? Uh, I'm in talks with a donkey. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so fingers crossed we get a donkey. That'll be nice. Love a bloody donkey. <laughs> Lovely donkey. <laughs> yeah, ride away, only for her to come back on Monday. <laughs> Just into the same building. Hello. <laughs> and, sit, and sit at a desk adjacent to the desk she currently sits at. <laughs> and then say, oh, hello to the same people, but slightly further away. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who you are. <laughs> come in and pretend you're the new person again. So perfect. Oh, perfect. Trying to get another wife for the wife, mine. Austin Ar swilled him. Austin is oh, perfect. Got quite excited and took his trousers off. It's a weird dynamic, this, because like you said, people are behind Austin, but it is heel versus heel. But then I suppose Austin, even though he was the biggest baby face going, he wasn't a face by any means at all. People no. just liked him. They just liked, they just liked what he stood for. Like, remember when he threatened to shoot Vince McMahon in the head on live TV? What a jape. <laughs> <laughs> what fun we're having. Remember when he filled his car full of concrete? Oh, what a prankster. Remember <laughs> when he burnt his house down? Oh. oh, see, Helmsy there missing out on a pedigree because he just, he doesn't want Perfect to get another wife for the mine. Yeah. <laughs> So we've got a table for two later. I can't go on my own. <laughs> be weird sat on your own. We're getting Perfect and Helmsley on Raw tomorrow night. Mm. That should be tasty. Live row. Mm. Oh, oh, If oh. it happens. I'm sure it will. Ooh. Can't see any reason why it wouldn't. No. Your Honour. Mm. <laughs> is, is that Mr. Lloyd? <laughs> ah, okay then. <laughs> Hello, Lloyd Bank. Hello, Christopher Lloyd Bank. Christopher Lloyd. Great Scott, <laughs> Mr. Perfect's wrestling. <gasps> Kirk you can't be in this <laughs> ring. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he faced Glacier. I was frozen today. <laughs> I liked you knocking your hat off there for Colin. There's a treat for the Patreon. Yeah. I, well, I needed to adjust my trousers, so I thought I'd, you know, kill two beds, one stone. That's Just, a good way of doing it. Yeah, knock off your own hat, and then you can go, you know, fiddle with your privates off screen. <laughs> Just fiddle with your privates on screen, it's fine. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. It's all good, it's all good. It's all fine. Well, my house, my house will burn down. I was, um, so I woke up, Middle of the night before this, so I haven't slept great. This is my favourite blues song. <laughs> <laughs> I woke up in the middle of the night. I like the, time, I, I like the blues time traveller. I woke up tomorrow. <laughs> Stunner! Everyone's cheering. 
Everyone's cheering every time he f- he's flipped the bird a few times as well, and everyone's cheering him for just telling people to fuck off, basically. That's what the world needs in 1996. Yeah, what well, the world needs Need in 1996 down. is Austin telling people to fuck, fuck off. off. <laughs> so, yeah, you slept yeah, terribly. Slept terribly, and um, I woke up in the middle of the night, and I went to the kitchen to make a drink. I was probably in the kitchen for maybe 23 seconds. Mm. And as I went back to the bed, Pablo had immediately got onto my side of the bed. And just he was just staring at me, going, and what? <laughs> like, yeah, fuck you. Make a move, Dickhead. Make a move. Yeah. Right, yeah. So I ended up, I, I don't know why I was so subservient to my own fucking cat. <laughs> I went and sat in the living room for a bit. Then I shook a bag of dreamies and brought him out. Oh, Jesus, but, uh, man. You, you need to um, get like a baseball mitt and just like scoop him up. <laughs> <laughs> right, so Austin versus uh, Hunter. What did Dave give it on the old star rating? Three. Three and a quarter. Mm, good match. Good match. He was uh, he's suitably impressed with that. He didn't think it'd be as good as it was. No. Well, well they're both very good workers. Um, Austin's popularity is rising, as we've seen. And mm. considering this was a last-minute affair, yeah, very good. Tag title match is up next. It's our boy Dave. Oh. Here he is, our running Perslam. Perslam. Lovely work by Dave. Winning the, I won the title. And then, then, then the guns get booted by Sonny, who is the, Sonny, basically, if they could have put the tag titles on Sonny yeah. in the summer of 96, they would have done. The summer of Sonny. <laughs> it was the sunniest of summers. So we're getting a rematch to the guns and Hart and Davey tonight. Nice. They sneakily became four-time champs. I mean, uh, where's Bart? <laughs> Bart's just been cut off by the cameraman. <laughs> See his hat bopping in. It's just like, yeah, don't get on me. Ah, oh, poor Bart. Tell you what, even though we're both approaching 40, I feel a lot better about my, you know, age when seeing 26-year-old Doc Hendricks there. <laughs> What was what were they eating in the nineties and the eighties? Were they like Doug Hendricks? He's twenty eight there. <laughs> to, to be fair, Michael P. S. Hayes's um, gimmick was. Do you know what I love? I love drinking Jack Daniels all day and probably doing cocaine. It's like okay, yeah. <laughs> so is that the secret? That is. That's the secret to looking old. Is that the secret sauce? And never wearing underpants. He, he was. He was, <laughs> he, was, he was fond of a low rise jean, wasn't he? He's like, do you want to see the top of my pubes? It's like. <laughs> No, thank you, Michael. <laughs> I feel like you're going to show me anyway, Michael. He's like, sit down. I'll show you some pubes. It's like, no, thank you, Michael. Yeah, no, you don't need to. It's all good. No, no, come on. Terry, Terry, come see me pubes. Go on. He must be loving life, though. Terry Gordy's backstage with him as well. Yeah. You've got two-thirds of the Freebirds. One's an announcer. The other is, well, we'll see. Uh, the Freebirds yeah. are in the WWF doing anything but Freebird things. Yeah, unfortunately. Because Vince and the WWF know best. Imagine they just let the Freebirds go at this point. Like, a little Freebirds run. Why not? In the tag, for the tag titles. Yeah. Because obviously we'll see with, unfortunately, with Terry Gordy, things will happen in his private life. But he was still going in Japan with um, Steve Williams for a little bit, wasn't he? Miracle violence connection. But oh, forget that. Forget that. Talking of miracle violence. What are Look at me Miracle Girl Collection. <laughs> Tell you what, people see me and they see a successful entre- entrepreneur. Un- un- 
successful businessman. <laughs> but what I really love is horticulture. <laughs> That's why I put Miracle Grow all over my concrete. Any minute now, we'll have some daffodils. <laughs> is that how it works, Tom? Oh, yeah. fucking hell, David, you fucked it again. Daffodils, because everyone knows I'm daff out of a dildo called to Tom. <laughs> Hey, Tom, do your frog impression. Because <laughs> uh, our mum says that when you grow up, we can go Disney World. <laughs> Be back in a minute, David. <laughs> go to see oh, that little... Oh, the cards arrived. Love to see that bitch. <laughs> the, one, the one returning joke with Tom Billington <laughs> is the, from that documentary where you go to his house and it's so sad because he's got like his pants dried on the radiator. And it's the TV's on, but it just says insert sky card. It's like, oh, where's his sky card? Where's oh. he got a sky? Can you not watch sky? He's got the box. Can you not watch sky? I remember listening to, I think it was Heartbreaking. Um, Harry Smith, David Boy Smith Jr. on Art of Wrestling a few years back when Art of Wrestling was, I still listen to it anyway. Uh, and I think he said that, you know, every time he was in England, he'd go see Dynamite Kid. So I think he just kind of like realized, he was like, ah, oh, my dad kind of may have fucked you over a bit and your life's quite sad. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, you're right, Harry. <laughs> your dad's a fuck. Okay, right. So we can sit for an hour and have him talk about how shit my dad is. Uh, I've ever shown you in a battered target mask. <laughs> <laughs> Little every bastard. Time go to his house. So <laughs> old VHS been battering target masks. So your, your dad's a fucking prick. He's, he's been dead a few years now. Good. <laughs> if I could walk, I'd piss on his grave. <laughs> <laughs> Bring him back to life so I can fucking kill him again. <laughs> fucking hell. hell. He ran up so many debts with his fucking entrepreneurialism. <laughs> High Street's fucked because they're all just shut down. Fuck off, kings. <laughs> what a stupid fucking idea. What a wanker. Just a twat. It's ruined everything. Ruined the high street. I told him, I said, Davy boy, all the money, it's in arcades. Arcades will never die. <laughs> Put a fruity in corner. <laughs> Money-making machine. I was, tell- I was telling, I was that bloody Keith Namco down the pub on Friday, and he was telling me, arcades in the future. Should have invested in arcades. I had half a pint of bit with Jeff Sagan. He's like, oh, don't worry, <laughs> it's, st- it's still good. Barry Pachinko machine. <laughs> and Kevin Gotcha game. <laughs> He's got a great way of making money off stupid fucks. But no, he thought, ooh, creamed corn king. Who the fuck eats creamed corn in Wigan? <laughs> Swat. <laughs> Got to go to a seance next week and try and contact him and be like, oh, hell was full, was it, dickhead? <laughs> what would you like to say to the deceased? Fuck off. Fuck off. <laughs> Poor Dave, he can't get any peace in the afterlife. Tom's just using a Ouija board to tell him to fuck off. Davey, where's the remote for the video? <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you put the sky card? I think they're all uh, Wi-Fi now. Tom, I don't think you need a Sky card anymore. Shut up. I fucking, I'm not doing that modern shit. Do you think Davey knows what Wi-Fi is? <laughs> First time I told him we got Sky TV, he went into the garden and looked at the sun for an hour.
But it was good for me because when he was blind, I robbed all his chocolate. Tried, tried to pretend he was a horticulturalist. The only thing he had was roses, and I ate every fucking last one of them. <laughs> and do you know what I put back in the foil? Fag ends and shit. <laughs> he select them, the dopey twat. Hey, Tom, where's all my trio bars gone? <laughs> Can't get them anymore. <laughs> I, want, I want the lovely mixture of toffee, biscuit and chocolate. Can't get it. You can get any other chocolate, Davy. No, it needs to be a trio. It needs to be a trio. I always have a trio <laughs> and a hotty choc chop before bed. <laughs> Otherwise, I won't sleep. I'll be worried about the monsters from Doom coming out the computer and eating me. But sometimes Tyler says I can't have it if I've pooed in bath. <laughs> Don't I, I tell you that who's the chat I had with my brother? Wait, is, Wait, this, was you, like, is, this, is this you now? Is this Davey? No, this is me now. <laughs> okay. Tom's not Tom. Tom Campbell's here yeah. now. Not our Tom. Because we because the phrase shit in the bed is pretty. Yeah. It's like when something bad happens, ah oh, shit in the bed. Yeah. He argues that shit in the bath is worse. <laughs> oh shit in the bath. No, I, um, I was having a delightful conversation last night. My uh, youngest niece and youngest nephew came round. Uh, to have a chippy tea because my youngest nephew's going to university soon, which is horrible. Uh, and I was what's a bit mean? And they want to go and learn. Well, no, it's just horrible for me that like they're growing up. They're growing up. Yeah, uh, he drove over. He's got stubble. He's taller than me. It's horrible. <laughs> but we were having you know a nice chippy tea, and I was saying to Sean that I think um, we were just talking about poo for some reason. Um, and I was saying that I'd rather she she went that's 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 not just for discussion at the kitchen table and said ah, i'd rather you shit at the table than shit in the bed to be fair so. <laughs> i think the bed's worse because at least with bath you know you, you can clean it easily but i'm thinking more if you're like having a bath oh and it just and you just and 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 you shit yeah and and you might not know that you have you yeah. might have thought it was some wind and it'll just be a few moments before you recognize the coloration changing yeah and then like yeah, that's it. It's game over then. But <laughs> you can jump out all you want, but you you you're coated. Yeah, I was gonna say, imagine British bulldog shitting in a bath, but don't. But it'd just be it'd just be stout and pie and oh, protein powder. It'd be a massive, just long turd. It look like a chocolate twist roll. <laughs> solid, um, solid mass. To you listening out there, watching out there, I apologise. I don't. This is why I moved away. We mm-hmm. when we get together, we just become scatological. <laughs> a solid mass yeah it's like a paint like a doorstop it's like a brick sinks without a trace <laughs> it's just it's all that stout oh. stouted beef how did he never get gout because he, he didn't drink port that's what it was <laughs> staying off the port no goat for me no goat <laughs> say no to goat I said it was going for the gout siders with fake diesel and fake <laughs> the razor. The gout siders, that was it. Well, I'm not a fake bulldog, I'm a real dog. The and, gout siders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have missed this, you know. It's nice, <laughs> isn't it? It's nice. Luckily, I, I, got me, I got a new microphone, so hopefully we'll have this quality of audio, but this level of unprofessionalism going forward. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> So Funny's funny, whether it's... They're not saying this is. No. But <laughs> whether it is... You, you know if this is funny, because you're still here. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not, then, then you this don't. This could be us talking to no one. It, it very, do you know what? It very well could be. 
Uh, unfortunately, I can't track like how long people listen to a particular podcast for. I know that people download it. I don't know the level of regret they have. Well, that's good because I know you, Tom, and you'd have sleepless nights. <laughs> I, w- I, I see they get downloaded very well, so thank you. That's why we keep doing it. If we didn't, I'm not one. I'm one for just going. Fuck it, don't work. Bin it. <laughs> Move on. Yeah. But as long as people keep downloading it, we'll keep making it. Mm. I don't know what to tell you. Isn't that what they said in the porn industry as well? That is what they said in the porn industry. <laughs> Talking of the porn industry, there's a match going on, oh, and yeah, there's been there a malfunction at the junction or two between the smoking guns. Yes, because one is thinking about doing a kiss on Sunny, and Bart is thinking about maybe a boxing match in the future. Uh. Bulldog has been excellent as always, just on the end, on the on the on the corner there. Yeah, he's got the tag rope. That's good. Tag rope king. Tag rope king. <laughs> brought it. Brought me on tag rope. Just... It's made of elastic, so I can go <laughs> further. Ah, but then as he does it, he snaps back, and it's the turnbuckle post. <laughs> oh no, I didn't think it through. It's his shoulders there, buckle post, and goes ah bugger, <laughs> and then the elastic snaps back and hits him in the eyes, like ah double bugger. Tom! happened again <laughs> stupid fucking bastard I'd say Tom's watching at home but he's just listening to the audio because yeah. he still hasn't got his sky card in. it's not a static TV <laughs> sounds like David's being a twat what a bastard what a bastard <laughs> sidewinder oh what's bu- Sneaky Bulldog is sneaky! He can't see me. I'm Jonathan City. Oh, he was very close to being late there. Yeah. And I mean, great strategy. Way! It it was, but Owen still got back suplexed. Yeah, (laughs) but he recovered dead quick. True. Great work by Bulldog. He showed some of that famous nose that he has. Nose. Yes, I have nose. Uh... I got some some traps to put down. Yeah. <laughs> so they don't get into the meat drawers. <laughs> wood wood nose. Wood no- <laughs> yeah. Mickey Nouse, they call me. <laughs> Mickey, they call me Mickey Nouse. Oh, is Sonny going to try and chat at Bulldog? Like, oh, I don't know what to do. Oh, hey there, Bulldog. I'll take a bite out of you. That's been mean. Oh, my willy's grown again. Uh, don't tell Diana. <laughs> she lit roof. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I just I I said to Alex when we got engaged that I want to get an I want to get a, a wedding band. Mm. I'm trying I've, I've, I've picked one out that I quite like. And I said partly because you know it's the you know it's it's so I mean, I'm a married man and that's what I want to wear. And also just in case I'm in town and and a, and a lady comes up and goes, excuse me, do you know where W. Smith is? I just I can just go be gone, vile vile home wrecker. <laughs> and he's just like it's behind you it's got a post office <laughs> don't well. talk to me home wrecker I am married <laughs> Alex said big stream <laughs> just, they just need to know straight off the bat what kind of offers can you give me in terms of a dowry <laughs> <laughs> What is Hunter Hurst Helmsley saying on the on the bat phone? <laughs> Perfect. He's, he's not from Wigan. <laughs> Mr. Perfect, uh, you bastard. <laughs> he's a goth from Wainsworth. Yeah. He likes to play. <laughs> if you're watching, it's 36 minutes in and 50, 51, 
53. Jim Ross has had mic problems all night, so he's scarpered. Mm. I think he's in the ring currently. Uh, <laughs> he's about to do one of his famous uh, blue raps. <laughs> oh. What's the pipe bomb? <laughs> yeah, this is the pipe. This is this is the uh, the Jim Ross pipe bomb. <laughs> well, you are there, Jim. And luckily for you, Jim, it will never happen again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of like, in hindsight, you know, knowing everything I know about Vince and everything I know about Jim Ross. I can't help but be on Jim Ross's side. He was treated awfully by that company. Nope. Jim Ross going to South Africa to talk to Bret Hart and I imagine him turned up dressed like uh, Richard Attenborough in Jurassic Park. <laughs> Big white hat, cane, lovely linen number. So Jim Ross there, oh. <laughs> the uh, silver server to Bret Hart's miserable Galactus. There, <laughs> we're, not, we're not we're not that far from a. Uh, Bret Hart's best ever promo where he's not cutting a promo. He's just like throwing Vince around and saying, it's bullshit. Ah, oh, useless isn't the goddamn word for it. <laughs> I, AGJR is fun. I'm coming around to it a yeah. bit. It is. It, it's good. It's breaking that, you know, breaking that fourth wall, bro. Bro, bro. bro. Uh, what did uh, Dave Meltzer give Owen and Davey versus the guns? One three quarters. Two. Okay. Slightly better than you thought. I didn't think it was a bad match. It was just short. So tonight's Farouk versus Mark Mera for the IC title. His helmet's looking cheaper and thinner. It does look cheaper, doesn't it? Mm. Oh, look at that leather jacket on Ahmed Johnson. Ah, oh. oh. He's dressed like a packet of Mackey's chips. That's great. Red, bit of yellow there for the fry on one shoulder and the golden arches. Lovely. Lend of a tenner. <laughs> <laughs> Every cash machine I go to, <laughs> trying to charge me 50p. <laughs> it's my money. No. Oh, he's actually, we have, can we get a little, before we go into the next bit, can we get a bit of a. Ooh! There he is. Yeah, there he is. Ahmed has made Farouk cry. He turned up and smacked him with a bit of wood. <laughs> Standard. Tell you what, edgy. I like it. Uh, Farouk is off the show. Mm. Um, this is as a result of a hamstring injury that he suffered last week that you talked about yep. on the podcast. So this was a way of explaining in storyline that uh, 
that he can't wrestle tonight. Jim Ross kicking off at Mr. Perfect or, or kicking off at the, commentary. I'm... The mates, aren't they? Because I thought last week it was weird that even though Jim Ross is a heel and Perfect's a face, he likes him. But they were superstars, co-broadcasters together, weren't they, I think? Yeah. So, yeah. I like it when heels and faces can be friends because they are friends. That's what I always liked about even WCW in its darkest days, the dynamic between Sting and Lex I always thought was good. When Lex Luger was being an arsehole and Sting's like, yeah, but he's my mate. I know he's being a prick, but he's my mate. I don't, I'll, I'll talk to him. <laughs> Calm down, Lex. Come on. Come on. Let's go get some ribs and a Sprite. Sorry, the wibbly wobbly timey wimey order things. I'm arranging something that may have already happened. Yeah. <laughs> There's been a, a lot of admin this morning. Yes. Yeah. So I'm bouncing around some administrations. Talking of bouncing, <clears throat> here so, comes Goldust the Molina. Goldust now is competing for the Intercontinental title. Okay. So replacing Mark Mero, Goldust doing double duty tonight mm. because uh, he is set to be in the dark match main event. Yeah. Challenging for the WWF title from Shawn Michaels. Okay. So on one night, he's challenging for both belts. Yeah. Not officially, but he is. I, uh, I think he's in a weird spot at the moment, though. I know you're saying, because after the other week when he lost to Sid, and I was saying it feels like a bit of the shine's got off, gone off him, no pun intended. Mm -hmm. But it's, he's in a weird spot for me, that he's not really featured. He's just kind of just bobbing about a bit. Yeah. Don't know. I'm a big fan of the Goldust character. Yeah, he's he's one of them where he can fit anywhere. Yeah, really. Which is why they don't necessarily want to tie him down to a particular place. Yeah. It's weird to think that at this point as well. How long has he been in the company? Is just over a year, if that. Mm. Um, let me think. Maybe just over a year. I'm sure it was sort of like April, May. 95? No. No, it was after no, it was SummerSlam. After yeah. SummerSlam. It was late 95 because we didn't get the backlot brawl till this year. Yeah. But he's proved to be a guy that you can just put anywhere. Yeah. Sable, oh. a bit smiley there. A little bit of charisma from Sable. I like Mark Mara. Yeah. I think his, his look is a bit crap at this point. It's a bit dated, but he's, he's good. For the direction that WWF are going in, the wild yeah. man thing doesn't really scan. But weirdly, Vince wanted to bring him in as Johnny B. Bad, which would scan even less. Yeah. I suppose if they're doing what they like to call, you know, unusual characters like Goldust and stuff like that. Johnny B. Bad could have been like a face counterpoint to that. Maybe. Mm. But they're even kind of moving away from sort of like the, the feral look of Mark Merrow. Because when he first came in, there was like a, a jungle-esque element to his yeah. persona. He's, he's cut his moustache down a bit. He's now just got your dad's moustache from 1996. <laughs> and he's got like a, like a standard wrestling, a lovely wrestling uh, mm. robe. 
But it's it's as uh, my clairvoyant powers again. When he, <laughs> things are going to get marvelous for him, and I'm a big fan of the gimmick. Oh. I think it's very underrated. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I liked I liked it when it when it gets marvelous. Me me acting things not could to be marvelous. We all know what's going on. Come on. <laughs> for the life of Mark Mero. <laughs> 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 There's also talk of just making him the wild man. I think we've mentioned that on a few occasions. Yeah. They wanted to drop the Mark Mero bit. Yeah, Mark Morrow, if you're Todd Pettingill. Um, Mark Morrow, because uh, they'll do it with Vader as well, won't they? They want him to just be the mastodon. Yeah. And it's like, hey, he's Vader, isn't he? He's Vader. Big van. Not in WWF. And he, is, he, is the, he is the size of a big van, to be <laughs> fair. <laughs> he is a big van of a man. Yeah, I forget Space Invaders. Big van Vaders. <laughs> big van Space Invaders. I'll go back to the full seat later. Bye! Just going to go get some hula hoops. We <laughs> okay. Uh, we've had a couple of emails uh, that we should talk about during this. Ooh. I uh, thought you meant about the um, administrative stuff, and I was like, surely, no, surely that can no, 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 no. We've had to know. This is to do with us. All ah, right. The other stuff that's already happened. Oh, yeah? Um, Jonathan messages us from Chicago. Ah, I like a deep dish pizza. I like a deep Sorry, Jonathan. (laughs) Um, He says, uh, which WWE star from 2023 would be a perfect fit in the 1996 era? Love Uh, the work. Gunther. Yeah. All of Imperium. Yeah. Love them all in there. Um, And Otis as well. Would you have like Alpha Academy? Oh... I don't know, because we've seen how they've treated Pug. And obviously, it'd be a few years before they let uh, shooters be shooters. But mm. I think I think Otis could have been a fun guy that people like. But uh, yeah, I think Imperium at this time. I don't think they wouldn't be able to wrestle the same style, but just that kind of foreign menace angle. Because I think that's why it works now, because it's an old concept, but it just feels fresh, even mm. though they don't really play on it too much. Yeah, yeah. What about you? Any... I mean, I, I quite like the idea of, of them bringing in sort of Uncle Howdy Bray Wyatt in 96 to Ooh. feud with Undertaker, but then what would Mankind do? Yeah. It'd be a bit, it'd be a bit out of place. Uncle Paul and Uncle Howdy. Uncle Paul and Uncle... Oh, that'd be quite tempting, wouldn't it? Mm. I do quite like that. I think... I do think that... You could have had some fun with the demon, Finn Balor. Yeah, maybe not all of the ju- all of Judgment Day. No, or maybe Judgment Day. No, I think just I think Demon Finn Balor as a rival to the Undertaker. Yeah, more than Uncle Howdy. Yeah. I'll take Demon Finn Balor. Ooh, very good. I think that's a nice one. Yeah. Um, uh, Matt Oakley writes uh, whilst listening to the Classic Raw Review podcast, Tom mentioned his Mandela effect involving mankind holding Undertaker's urn upside down. Mm. Stirred up my own Mandela Effect memory featuring Mankind. Uh, like a lot of people, I'd stopped watching wrestling during 96. In WH Smith, doing what most of us did in Smith, browsing but not paying for the magazines, I came across a WWF magazine. On the cover was Mankind bending forward, hugging Goldust with his arms on Mankind's head, and the caption said, Mommy, who was, and the, who was wearing the winged eagle belt. 
Oh. Obviously not watching WWF at the time. I had no idea who these guys were, but recognized the winged eagle belt on gold dust. Once the allure of the Astute era drew me back in and became a wrestling fan again, I was surprised to find out that Goldust never won the main title. I'm sure I saw the said magazine that Smiths and would get f- and would get funny looks from other wrestling mates whether I brought the cover up and the situation up. But surprise, surprise, no one had the foggiest and no memory of either Mankind or Goldust interacting and have been unable to find the magazine cover since. Could this be a Mandela effect or am I simply talking shite? Who knows? But apart from Tom's Mankind uh, Mandela moment, have they been... Have Either of yourselves experienced any of the weird Mandela moments in or out of wrestling? As f- to go and um, maybe clear up the Mankind one, perhaps it, and Goldust one, perhaps it's the Intercontinental title? Possibly. Because they were kind of like a loose force, weren't they, on Raw for a mm. bit? Uh, Mandela effects. I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure. Because I might still have things that haven't been disproved to me yet, which everyone else, like, I might still be living in some Mandela effects, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, because you may not know that you have them. Yeah. Outside of wrestling, I was confident there was a series of Challenge Annika where she had a red jumpsuit. Oh. Never seen any proof of this. Sure, it wasn't Power Rangers. (laughs) Could have been... Powering. See, what you've done there, you've mixed up Annika Rice with Austin St. John. It happens <laughs> That's <right>. all the time. <laughs> it happens all the time in my house, most definitely. <laughs> That's a popular Mandela effect that I don't know why that came to mind, but... Mm. I think um, in my downtime between watching wrestling, as in like when I'd stopped watching The New Generation before I came back, 97, 98-ish, um... I was convinced that it, it became a 10 count for a pin. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I was like, no, it's a 10 count now. I've heard that it's a 10 count. You have to count to 10 to win. So I wonder whether you've t- seen a count out maybe and it yeah. fogged up your brain. Yeah. So you thought, well, maybe it's a 10 count these oh, days. The, the folly of youth, not the arrogance, the folly. The folly. The folly of, of youth. <laughs> no arrogance, just a lot of folly. Mm. Arrogance in different ways. <laughs> The arrogance of wisdom. <laughs> um, was, we had another one as well. Um, Tyler's message us in. Hello, Tyler. Hello, Tyler. It's gone very quiet on this. Tyler! <laughs> Tyler! Tyler! It's gone very quiet on this front, but regarding Jack Orlando's middle name, is it Alfred? I cannot confirm nor deny oh. that. We asked a while ago whether um, you could guess what Jack Yolanda's middle name was. Mm. And it did go very quiet on that front. No, it was what my real name was. Do you know, was it not a middle name? I'm sure. There's a Mandela effect right there. Yeah. Because <laughs> Tyler's messed in with middle name. I think it was real name. Ah, oh, Tyler. Well, you were wrong on two counts then, Tyler. Yeah. Thank you very much. Oh, well, I can't confirm nor deny whether he was wrong, but. <laughs> I think you were right. I think his middle name is Alfred. But he's keeping very quiet about it. Just, just, just. Who knows? I'm going to do me Harry Anfield impression now. That's our uh, right. We can tick that one off. There's a 90s British comedy reference. We've done that. Well done. Classic at cultaholic.com if you'd like to send any emails in. Um, We have, there's a few, there's some loose ends that unfortunately we sort of start jokes and then we never, they just, 
we we just sometimes just leave them by the by the motorway, mm. and then we never go back for them. Um, your egg count we haven't discussed in a while. Yes. How's that going? Good. Are you still egg bound? No, definitely not. Let's oh. just say uh, um, I was on a train this morning, so didn't have any eggs this morning. Didn't have time because up up and out. So yeah. I just got a uh, up I and just, at them. I just oh, up and at them. I just got a um, a Costa Coffee sausage. Costa coffee sausage. Yeah. Oh, lovely. Mmm, tastes like caffeine. Mm. Thank you, Costa. I love this. This is a monstrosity. This Colombian sausage. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I got myself a coffee and a sausage sandwich thing. It was perfectly cromulent. Uh, (laughs) But obviously, I had a chippy tea last night. uh, And the night before that, because uh, Sean was tired and I was feeling fat, we had a McDonald's as well. So my guts are in absolute bits (laughs) like I'm gonna have to have fruit and veg for my lunch I think it's (laughs) so I'm definitely not egg bound I did only have one egg yesterday though because um, didn't buy more eggs and it was a really good egg as well was it really good how did you how did you prepare said egg it's it's always a poach it's always a poachy the occasional weekend scrambly oh hang on (laughs) Not very nice. Gold dust. Gold dust getting some good heat. <laughs> it's proper. It's proper house show stuff, but it works. This crowd had gone not a little flat because it's been a good crowd so far. They've been really appreciative and attentive, but he just got them to extra boo him then. Yeah. He knows what he's doing, Dustin Rose, doesn't he? He can play the game. But uh, egg count, yeah, egg count, uh, it's 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 coming along. This is the last year I'm doing it. It's not like a permanent thing. I did it last year just to see because I eat eggs a lot. And then this year, it was the old Seymour Skinner thing of, you know, get to a certain number and then try and break that record. So And, th- and then once you break it, whether you don't break it, that'll just be... That'll just be it, yeah. yeah. But you'll continue to consume it. That guy's living in the front row that Mera didn't win. Yeah, because he just did a beautiful best moonsault ever. Yeah, it's gorgeous. <laughs> um, I'll consider. Yeah, you'll I, continue to to consume eggs. I, I just I really like it. I don't I don't know why. It's just one of those things. I haven't gotten bored of it. Um, yeah, I, I get good bread, good sourdough bread because of course. Look at the state of me. A nice fresh coffee. <laughs> Had a bit of avocado yesterday because I needed fruit and veg, and a couple of poached. Crack a salt, crack a black pepper, sprinkle some chili flakes. Wonderful. Oh, mm. delicioso. Yeah. It's not like I'm eating, like, if I was eating hard-boiled eggs, I, I can imagine getting egg-bound quickly. But yes. It's... Poached eggs, it's not, it's not bad. Poaches, you've got a little less uh, egg-bound ability. Yeah. With a, with a poachy. Yeah. <laughs> when was the last time you went to work on an egg? Oh, go to work on an egg. People will stop you in traffic. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. When I when was the last egg I had? I had a I had scrambly egg on the weekend. Yeah, I made scrambly egg, um, which is basically when you start making a fried egg and then you just give up the ghost. Fuck it. Yeah, scrambly egg. Have that instead. Oh, perfect's out. Um, yeah, I had scrambly egg last week on on the weekend. I like to make a nice breakers on a weekend. Like a nice cooked breakers on a weekend. If, if, if I'm around. Talking to someone who likes cooked breakfast. Hey! It's all about the Helmsley. 
Still her for the wife, mine. Still Terry for the wife. And with his wet hair there as well, he looks like the game. He's getting a bit Triple H, isn't he? Oh! Let me get it with that Triple H. He's Triple H there nearly. And let the music keep playing, Mr. Perfect. He's going to... <laughs> oh! Oh, easy, buddy. So, so far we've seen two punches from Perfect. Yeah. He hasn't taken any bumps yet. I think they've built this story well, because at first it was like, why is Perfect just nicking his women? But... In the last couple of weeks, and they've ramped it up. I think it's. I'm sure it'll be paid off magnificently. I hope so. Nice. Just, just reminded me of eggs. Obviously, like I said, <laughs> London's well gone, been and gone. But uh, Aidan Gibbons reminded me that uh, a breakfast gaff I've never been to is in London that I know of called Egg Slut. So I'm looking forward to going to. <laughs> if it's still in. Big London. shout out to the staff at Egg Slut. Ooh. Oh, that's nice. Lovely wild Good. thing. Well, perfect, and his noodly hair, we're delighted. <laughs> he, has the, uh, he has the nerve to call people goofy with their haircuts. And yeah. he's got fucking super noodles for hair. Like, as a kid, I always thought he looked, his hair was a bit weird. Even as, like, three years old, it's like, this Perfect's hair's a bit weird, isn't it? He's, he's not cool like Bret Hart. He's not cool like Mr. Perfect. Hang on, Bret's got, like, very noodly hair, but black. Yeah, but it's like... Yeah. Black noodly hair. Yeah, but that's just kind of like wet and a bit wavy. Like Mr. Perfect is like some kind of like weird dog. <laughs> wet and wavy. It's mad that, you know, he's not a cruiserweight, but does a far better shooting star press than Billy Kidman. <laughs> he is a very good, a very good wild I've, thing. I've been... He still does it this day. I watched him on his birthday. On Twitter, like posting him doing a wild thing off a diving board into water. When you said on his birthday, I thought you like you went round to his house. Yeah, pot round. Uh, Goutsiders with Jim Ross. Goutsiders with the tech support team. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your internet's not plugged in, mate. That America Online denim shirt is fantastic. (laughs) Someone made that and went, yep, that's fine. Can you write their assholes? (laughs) Why can't Jim write? Wrestlers can't write, can they, apparently? Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> one thing, kind of tying it into Mark Mara, one thing I have missed about being here is I've not been here for the Vox Pops of like who's the most underrated wrestler, who's like the most, what's your unpopular wrestler opinions? Ah. Uh, Mark Mara, I think, would be my shout for most underrated. Yeah. yeah. That's not a bad shout, actually. Yeah. Certainly in this period of time. Yeah. Where we, uh, what did, by the way, speaking of um, how rated he was, what did, Mark, what did Dave Meltzer give Mark Mara and Goldust? Two and three quarters? Spot on, two and three quarters. <clears throat> this is going to blow the star rating out of the water. Hey. It won't. It's Sid versus Vader. Already, this has been a better pay-per-view than the last one, which mm. was Man Games, which was just a one-match card, wasn't it? This very much is a one-match card, but the other <laughs> matches are very good. What's he got there? Was that like a, it's like a bit of a post. Yeah. Uh, by the way, if you're watching with us, it is 59 minutes and 51, 52, 53, 54, 55, 56, 57, 58, 59. One hour exactly. 50 minutes to go. This is a lovely easy watch. Very. <laughs> Two matches left. Mm. <laughs> this, I'm sure All In was this length as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. I came in. If I were you, I'd look to get Eggbound before Wembley. <laughs> well, luckily, um, we know that Fozzie are going to be playing Judas, and so I'm, I'm going to. You're going to have to join the queue for the toilet when that happens. <laughs> I might just take like a 
like a she-wee, but for men, a oh, he-wee. Nice. I might just poo in a bottle. <laughs> Fuck it out. And then just throw it. Yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> Tony Carr goes, Attention everybody, somebody has thrown a poo in a bottle at the ring. But don't worry, I've called all your parents and they're all coming to collect you. <laughs> Everyone fouls out of Wembley. Cheers Jack Atkins, you've ruined it. 80,000 people are leaving <laughs> Wembley early. Because one person threw a poo in a bottle. <laughs> well, I don't know where we're sitting yet. So if, if we are in the press area, there might be special press toilets. So I hope. Fingers crossed. But, you know, considering how things have gone, I'm not holding my breath. You <laughs> hold. You might have to hold your wee. Yeah. Oh, I can. I'm like a, some kind of, like, horrible camel. I love the idea of maybe you and Sean Ross Sapp going for a wee at the same time. Yeah. And just chatting the breeze whilst holding your dodges. No, I'll just be like, no one look at me. Oh, I'm <laughs> not because I can't piss, just because I'm a miserable arse. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't wait. I, and I hope we've seen them by now. Like, people who've gone, oh, my God, Jackie Orlando, I have a photo with you. I can't wait. Just know that Sean struggles to get me to smile in photos. So yeah. if I look miserable, that's not me not appreciating these interactions. It's just, I've, I've got a brand. I've got a personal brand that I've built for years. <laughs> I've built it for years. Oh, I hope you got pictures. I hope people went, it's Jackie Orlando, that. Mm. <laughs> Classic uh, Raw review. I'm just there, yeah. It'll be nice. Quite a few of my mates are coming up from Liverpool for the event as well. It's a big thing, isn't it? So mm. some, some, of my, some of my naughty mates. So. Oh, so you might be a bit naughty on the weekend away. Maybe. Nice. See, it's weird. I feel like I feel a bit like I'm missing out on the fun. Yeah, I think because like I'm obviously I've obviously been here for it as we watched. Yeah, I did the live reactions with Fraser. Yeah. Um, a bit of- but as it happens, I've got like a weird Saturday night to myself. <laughs> yeah. Because we we are uh, by the time you hear this, it's happened. We surprised Alex's dad. On the oh. Friday, because it was his birthday, so we went up to went down to Yorkshire to just go and be sat in a restaurant where he was walking into. Very nice, nice in it. We're nice people, and then um, obviously I'm working for All In, so I said, "Oh, I'll head back on the Saturday." Well, luckily you don't have to stay up too late as well. Yeah, but and I, might, uh, I might I might find a random wrestling show on Saturday in the northeast and just go along. I um I was listening to the most recent Cultaholic podcast because. I listen in from time to time, um, but also because I've been that busy recently, I haven't watched AEW for a few weeks, so I was catching up through their recaps. And one of the questions they asked was, oh, how come Aiden's not going? And I think I've explained this before, why Aiden's not going to All In and I right. I cover the AEW pay-per-views for the website. I also do the Impact ones and most of the Ring of Honor ones, unless I've got time booked off. Aiden covers the WWE ones and New Japan. So beginning of the year, he was like, right, I was like, whenever AEW comes to the UK, I'd like to go to it. I haven't been to a wrestling event in years. Um, if I go to it, will you cover it? And he went, yeah. And he said, and then when Money in the Bank was announced, he went, cool, I'll go to Money in the Bank then. And you cover it. I went, cool. He didn't get tickets to Money in the Bank, Aww. ended up covering it anyway. And then AEW went, Wembley Stadium. And Aiden went, I fucked myself. <laughs> we had a handshake agreement over it. Um, and he, he's, a, he's a man of honour and he's a man of his word. So that's why, that's why Aiden's got... Uh, Speaking of a man of honour. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bless him for being a man of honour and a man of his word. I thought you meant Not Shawn Michaels. Bo- no, well, both. Yeah. 
for pulling rank, not pulling rank. Well, I wasn't originally going to work it. I was just going to go anyway. And a message for Chitty saying, well, look, I'm going to be there. If you need someone in the press conference while you're doing like what happened that and that, if you can get me a press pass, I'll go in. And then they were just like, oh, but just work the whole weekend. I was like, yeah, fine. fine. <laughs> get me down to eggs, love. So. <laughs> See, I did Clash of the Castle last year. Yeah. So I played my cards to go to a UK event very early. So therefore I went, ah, other people are going to have a go now. Yeah. I had my fun. Well, because obviously when... But when they announced Mania in bloody Sunderland, ugh, I'm there. What, what some people might not know is I'm... F- <laughs> from Before I was like full-time, as a, even when I was a freelancer, I think I was one of the first few hired by the company. I think you were. Middle of 2019, I was first offered the job and I had to turn it down because I'm an idiot. <laughs> um, but when I finally accepted the job and spoke to Adam, it was just like, so you went to Japan? Is that going to happen again? And, you know, huh? And he went, nah. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'll get there somehow. Never say never. Mm. Justin Bieber taught us that. It's true. You never say never. Look, manifest your destinies. Manifest your destinies. Oh, and I've just been manifesting. <laughs> well, I was that on the train on the way here. <laughs> yeah, and I manifested. I was like, oh, do you know what? One day, I hope I die in a shed. <laughs> Hopefully, it'll come true. I will. I'll be there in the woods, uh, near Sasquatch. Yeah, I'll be there in the woods, and uh, I'll, and there'll, there'll be the shed. And I'll open the shed, and there'll just be a skeleton with that hat on, and I'll shed a little tear, going, "He did it all. His dream came true. He died the way he lived. He died the way he lived. Mm-hmm. He sat in a shack." Yeah. <laughs> Cursing, cursing the world. <laughs> surrounded by like, surrounded by pages and pages of script for like, <laughs> for, for a documentary that will never be made. Yeah, about something that doesn't exist because I've gotten cabin fever. And the um and the the the, the Sherpas that are with me go. We should gather these and create the documentary. I go no, no, that's not what he wants. Burn them with the hat. We'll burn <laughs> and we just set fire to the whole shed. And I just watch it burn, and I just go, this is exactly how he wanted to go. Manifesting. We have, we have fulfilled the, the destiny. <laughs> Talking of His fil- house burnt down. Talking of fulfill- fulfilling destiny, this isn't great so far, is it? <laughs> Vader versus Sid. No, surely not. Vader and Sid should have been brilliant. The crowd pops, Catch though. as catch can't. No. I, I'm amazed, even though I like him, I'm amazed at how over Sid is at this time. Unreal. Every time he comes back, he's over like Rover. Yeah. He's such a unique force, is Sid. Because <laughs> he looks like Charlie Chuck. He looks like Charlie Chuck. He, he's got noodly hair. He's seven foot a million. He, he looks like... Built like a shit house, And he just goes... <sighs> you, know, you know the crap Super Mario film from the 90s? <laughs> you know the Goomba machine where they put people in and they turn to Goombas? Sid is like if you put like... Chikara Kenny Omega in there. <laughs> Comes Chikara Kenny Omega in a Goomba making machine. John! Hi, John! It's been a while. Hi, John. It's been a while. Um, oh, my God. But it's it, it's a simple booking... Sh- what it's a simple booking strategy for a big bastard like Sid or like Goldberg. Just have them mow through people quickly, and it's cool. And the Ultimate Warrior, what did he do? Turned up, just force of nature, wreck shop, and then fuck off. It's great. Do you remember? Do you remember 
Uh, NXT, and it was when Bull Dempsey and Baron Corbin were in NXT at the same time. Mm. And Bull Dempsey would come out and the crowd would count how long the match was. And Bull Dempsey would mow through somebody and pin him. And as Bull Dempsey's walking up the ramp, Baron Corbin would come down for his match. And the crowd would count again. And it would just be like, who can mow through people the fucking fastest? It was a, they were great times, those early NXT memories. Yeah. Bull fit, yeah. Bull fit. Bull fit. Yeah, I, I, it was, it was sort of, I think it was before they gave him too much gimmick. And it was just like, here's two big lads that just batter fuck out of people. Yeah. Right? And I think they end up having a match on an NXT special somewhere. Bull Dempsey and Baron Corbin. Yeah. It wasn't great. But I like the whole idea of... It's on it and... So so many times, the way to build a monster is just such a piece of piss. Yeah. Have them batter fucking people left, right, and center for ages. Work for Ryback. Just have them battering multiple jobbers at a time. Just say, feed me more. Cool. That's it. Just keep doing that yeah. until you, you know, and, and build, up the, build up the quality yeah. as you go. Worked with Wardlow. Just have them powerbomb and bollocks out of people. And then, and then MJF threatened to quit, so that took center stage, and they just sort of forgot Wardlow existed. <laughs> That was a great weekend for me because I was um, at my mum's house because Liverpool were in the Champions League final and lost it, so that was good. Um, and then the next day, there was a trophy parade because we won trophies anyway, but I thought, no, lads. Whoa! Ooh. Sid did a crossbody. Can we just point that out? <laughs> and Vader caught him. But I was just like, I, I can't come to the trophy parade, lads. I've got to get extra sleep in case MJF doesn't turn up tonight. Bastard. <laughs> so that was great. I think that weekend we had, um, it was my brother and my sister-in-law were up with us. And at one point, before we were just as we were getting ready for breakfast, I said, I just need to nip into the spare room for 10 minutes. Because we reported that MJF had apparently booked a, tra- booked a plane ticket out of yeah. AEW or whatever. What a funny old time that was. We had to do like a, a news beat there and then for the channel. Yeah. I was like, Halcyon days. Halcyon days. What if MJF just decides to not turn up at Wembley? No, he has to because he said goodbye to his cat. Yeah. He put the fear of everybody because he shared a he shared an image of his cat. He said goodbye, Piper. Piper. Yeah. I'm just leaving for a couple of days. I wonder if the cat's named after Roddy Piper. I would like to think so. Yeah. Same way that Pablo's named after Pablo Escobar. <laughs> yeah, and Poppy's named after Poppy the cat from Play Days. Ah. Oh. Little Scouse cat, wasn't it? All right, you dog. It's like ah, yeah, go ahead. My favourite Scouse cat from Scouse character from Play Days was the Wybid. I thought you were getting. Getting... He's the I've told you before, haven't I, that my mate's dad met Wybird because he was a fireman. And he's like, we've got to go now, Wybird. I was like, that's amazing. What was she like? So class. Was she she lovely? She seems lovely. Fucking bitch. I ain't fucking filming this. (laughs) Massive, massive diva. Just a bastard. The man's like 16 bowls of just blue M&M's. Good. In a trailer. Yeah, good. Just just known to be an arse. Oh, Oh. my God. Since... Sid's put some moves in this one. Sunset flip, cross body. It started a bit poo, but this is actually a bit better than I anticipated. It's picked up a pace. Yeah. They've kept it simple and effective. Powerbomb. Oh, here comes Jimmy, boy. I should have known when it wasn't on the hard cam side. Oh, I thought he'd missed his cue then. I love that Sid knew... That was happening before even looking around. Can he do it? Come on, Sidman. Cornet's bowels of bust. Oh. oh, no! Naughty Vader. 
I'm just getting punched in the bollocks by Vader. Oh. Vader looks knackered. Yeah, I'm surprised. <laughs> is he wearing his things the right way around today? Because he is known to turn them round yes. back to front. He's got Vader time on the front. He's got the V on his arse. I can't remember which way around that's meant to be. <laughs> this is number one contenders match, isn't it? Yes, the winner will face Shawn Michaels at Survivor Series. No, no so spoilers there for those who know their resting listoir. Oh, God! Just clattering him around the heat. Bit mean. All right, that'll do it. Sid versus Sean. Wow. That's a game changer. Nice short fall close, uh, choke slam. Yeah. Sid had some decent moves in there. Yeah. Sid turned up to work. Sunset flip, crossbody. Looking like Freddy Star. I seem to be... <laughs> and Charlie Chuck. <laughs> and Kenny Omega. <laughs> Kenny Omega in the Goomba machine. As the kids say, nightmare blunt rotation. <laughs> Don't know what that means. I just like to sit down with a nice cannoli. That's me. <laughs> I seem to remember, on another note, Sid being the first person I ever saw do a choke slam. At WrestleMania 8. Did Undertaker not do it before then? I see Terry Undertaker did like a choke. Yeah. I don't remember him doing a choke. I remember Sid putting him in a choke and then picking him up and putting him down. Yeah. Doing it to Hogan. I don't remember. I might be wrong. I remember Sid doing a choke slam first. I, I think it's a great move, a choke slam, but in the rules of wrestling, why is it allowed? It's yeah, it's a choke. choke. Yeah. We had a chat on the Twitch stream the other day about moves that technically should be DQs. Yeah. Atomic drop. Yeah. Shattered Dreams. Yeah. That was a DQ, wasn't it? Never seemed to be. Hmm. Choke um, slam. Uh, Taz mission. Jeff Hardy's leg drop. When, yeah. he, when he holds their legs and just leg drops them in the clackers. Yeah. Ref yeah. always let that go. Bronco Buster, because there's a contact of balls. It's ball contact. It's just, just, just not on, is it? Mouth ball contact. Um... Knockout punch. Yeah, closed fist. Yeah. They're very vague about that. What did uh, Dave Meltzer give Sid versus Vader? He seems in a good mood. One and a half. Three quarters of a star. Really? Yeah. I thought it was a bit unfair. It was a little bit harsher on that one. Crowd are into it. Mm. That's, the, that's the measure of a match sometimes, isn't it? So Where the crowd have, have got into it. And yeah, they, the crowd were there. Yeah. It was a bit weird at the start, but I think yeah. last, the last sort of four or five minutes, they gave us just big move after big move. That's all they really needed to do. Yeah. Bloody Barry Big Move. Barry Big Move over there. Wow. Hall of Fame. And so I love the Hall of Fame when it was just like a fucking Hilton hotel meeting room. <laughs> but they're my favorite Hall of Fame. I think I've said it before, haven't I, that it... It doesn't get my goat, but when people go to Mania Weekend and they go to the Hall of Fame just to chant, you've still got it for six hours. I'm just like, go support indie <laughs> wrestling. Come on. It's a night for the boys. It's not a night for you. People just want to be there, don't they? Just want to yeah. Be there. It's like, yeah. yeah. One more match, one more match. Yeah. Greg Valentine's going, no! Dear God. <laughs> Showered from up the road. <laughs> 
old Ticketmaster logo. Ooh. Oh, ha, ha. Bet they're still shit ads. Was Ticketmaster quite a new thing at this point? I'm going to quickly Wikipedia it and find out. <laughs> oh, here we go. Are they related to Game Not Master? another softball. You can do it. Fair. Apart from the big trip, that was effective. It's just like, did you power one five times? Like, well, yeah. Yeah. Will you break his back with the belt? Yeah. Yeah, it's about the title. And what, dickhead? Yeah. Ticketmaster was founded in 1976. Wow. In Phoenix, Arizona, by Peter Gadwa and Albert Leffler. That's who did it, bastards. Mm. They originally licensed computer programs and sold hardware for ticketing systems. Okay. Uh, and they and they helped put together the first ticketed concert, uh, which was ELO at the University of New Mexico. Wow. Uh, there was a CEO appointed in 1982 who uh, moved the company to LA to be closer to the live entertainment industry. Uh, they had operations in US, Canada, and Europe by 1985. Uh, they, they, 93, the Microsoft co-founder, Paul Allen, got an 8% stake in the company that was worth more than $325 million. Wow. Yes. Ticketmaster's been around for ages. Assholes. I know, right? No one likes your Ticketmaster. They, they, they must be one of the most unpopular companies on the planet with what? EA. Ticketmaster. <laughs> Who else would be unpopular? Ryanair. Ryanair. Um... Any other companies getting a kick in today? Bob's House of Feces. <laughs> Quite like Bob's House of yeah, Feces. Pickle King. <laughs> Bulldog Enterprises. Yeah. <laughs> All-encompassing Umbrella Corporation. Uh, you have your T-Virus, yeah. You, virus, yeah. you bastards. <laughs> it's reminded me just how long this feud's gone on, and it's still good. Since the night after Mania. Yeah. And, and it shows you that if a feud is good and paced right, you can make it go the distance. So what's this now? Like six, seven months? Yeah. Brilliant. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. And it still feels cool. I think it's because they had Goldust in there as well, kind of jumping in and out and Mankind going in and out with HPK. This is what I like about this era of WWF and going forward. And a part of it is a little bit of a big up to Vince Russo. It's the fact that all moving parts like are moving parts. And one of the big things of Vince Russo, especially when he got to WCW, no matter where you were on the card, he wanted you to have a character and motivation. Mm. And that's why this era, because it's the attitude era. Fuck all y'all. Um, I said y'all then. Ugh. Fuck y'all. Fuck y'all. Um, why people remember it. It's not for the in-ring content. It's the fact that everyone had something to do. Mm-hmm. And like you say, these moving parts, people could go in and out, but they always get back to the intended destination. And, and it was one of those because like, I like the fact the shows weren't massively long. Like Raw was an hour. Mm. So you didn't have loads of room to fill. Yeah. You didn't have loads of time to fill. So you, you literally logistically couldn't have Undertaker and Mankind as the focus every week. You'd have to sort of swap them in and out. Yeah. And that's helped keep this alive. Imagine this feud with three-hour episodes of Raw. Oh, God. 
It wouldn't go the distance. It would not go the distance. I am both looking forward to and not looking forward to Raw going two hours oh. because we already, you know, take the piss time-wise on a, a regular episode of the Classic Raw Review. We'll have to come up with a method in which to recap Raw in a way that isn't isn't going to, like, <laughs> drive people away. As a haiku. Yeah, I like that. Raw was good this week. Undertaker did some stuff. Uh, Steve Austin <laughs> punched Vince. There you go. There you go. Haiku. And then we can talk about eggs then. Yeah. Main event o'clock. If you're watching with us, one hour, 21 minutes exactly. And one, two, three, four, five. As Mankind and Paul Bear ahead to the ring. The Buried Alive match. This has been a good in your house so far. It's been good, in it? Uh, is it one of the best ones we've watched together? I think it might be. Yeah. Because I came onto the podcast. Justin, off of America, tagged me in. He's like, you're in. Get in. It's the night after SummerSlam, wasn't it? Yes. SummerSlam 95. Yes. So you've had a couple of in your houses. Houses. But that was, that was still when it was like, in your house three, in your house four. This time, Diesel's here. In your house five. Oh, Davey's on one. <laughs> and all those are fire. Oh, yeah. rain. Got to do it again tomorrow. This has been like, I think because like the matches that we've had have been engaging and quite, and quite pacey. Yeah, good crowd. The longest match so far was the first match. It was Austin, Austin Hunter. And no like offense to say, uh, the Godwins or Farouk at this point mm. or Crush, but it's been good workers. Even yeah. Vader versus Sid, the good workers aren't. But they? even so, they only they got eight minutes. They yeah. didn't give them much time to embarrass themselves. But considering the last event had um, Jose Lothario versus Jim Cornette, and mm. there's no Jerry Lawler versus Jake Roberts and sh- shite like that. It's just been right. He's good, he's good, go. He's been injured, let's put Goldust on, go. Savio's injured, let's put Triple H in, go. And it's like... Solid workers all yeah. the way through. Yeah. And it comes down to this. This will be the longest match of the night. It's our main event against the Lion's Share. It's, of course, the, sh- the match the show is all named after. Mm. As Undertaker arrives, it's In Your House, Buried Alive, and it's the Buried Alive match. Some factoids about the Buried Alive match? Hit me with those factoids, Tom. So, Bruce Pritchard was talking about it on Something to Wrestle With. The original plan was to do a graveyard match. Okay. Not uh, not dissimilar to what we saw with the Boneyard match in 2020. Okay. That was conceptualized in 1996. They really liked it. And Undertaker was a bit like, oh, as long as I don't die. Like, there was like, it was so out there at this yeah. point to do that. They changed their plans because they went, well, this is going to be the main event. So we need something for the live crowd to see. So there was ideas of having it so like the match starts in the graveyard and makes its way to the ring, a la the boiler and brawl. But the decision was eventually made just to get loads of dirt and build a grave site at the arena in the, on the left-hand side yeah. and have the Buried Alive match take place there. Yeah. And it was, and I think it's aesthetically far more pleasing. It's far more pleasing, and like you said there, the last time these two met on pay per view, it was the boiler room brawl. So it would just be going to the well again, wouldn't it? Really, this is different in its presentation. Um, 
the uh, the original. So when Undertaker was approached about the original plan for this, to go right, you and a man can have a match. The loser gets buried alive. Undertaker thought creative was crazy. Yeah. And was just like, that just sounds like it's a recipe for disaster. He was like, you'll never get me doing crazy stuff. <laughs> I'm going to embalm a man on TV. <laughs> this would be like the, 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 you know, the tip of the iceberg of creative bollocks of The Undertaker, oh, really. Oh, yeah. Mm. But it was um, eventually like once they got Mankind and... Oh, oh Jesus. Nick. <sighs> There's such a weird sympathy with Mankind whenever he takes any particular beating. Like, he was, you're not meant to like him. But you really, you feel for him. Whoa. Bloody hell. Oh. Crumbs. They get the best out of each other. Yes. Like, when, I, I think, Hell in a Cell aside, I think the kind of Undertaker-Mankind rivalry has been, not forgotten, but downplayed. Because whenever you think, oh, who's the Undertaker's greatest rivals? And you go, oh, well, it's Kane, Austin. Uh, probably, oh, Shawn Michaels because of the trilogy. It's like, I'd mm. argue his best rivals, Mankind. I think you're right. Mm. I think his best rivals probably Mankind. Because the Austin stuff, obviously, SummerSlam match that we mentioned before, fantastic. Yeah. And the bollocks that went around on Raw every week was like huge controversial stuff. But in terms of like point and counterpoint on Sega vs. Mankind, it's... It's really good. It's been nothing but hits. And then, obviously, when they revisit it, revisit it in 1998, oh, oh, fucking hell. They certainly do. Mm. This might be the best Buried Alive match, I would say, though. What do you think? Off the top of my head, I can't remember. I've never seen this. I think I've... Yeah, I have seen this match because I had the Undertaker DVD box set years ago. So I have seen this one. But... Oh... What other ones are there? Tag Buried Alive match on SmackDown. Never seen that. Big Show and Undertaker versus The Rock of Mankind. I have seen that. 1999. Yeah. Um, is it the one where there's the one where Kane with the? That was yeah. Vince. It was Vince versus Undertaker. Yeah. Where Kane came. It turned up with the big digger. Because that's when we killed off Big Evil, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Was... You're not real. <laughs> Don't know why it's Robin Williams. <laughs> what year is it? <laughs> I buried you alive. Um, other buried alive. I think that's all of them. Austin must have had one. Yeah, he had one against Undertaker in your house, Rock Bottom, 1998. Yeah. Has Triple H had one? No. Mm. He's had a casket match mm. against Midian and Viscera. Mm. But not a buried alive match. I I always liked it as a kid, but I think it was just because of the spectacle of it rather than the actual match quality. Yes, it was a spectacle. Like this, this is this was something very different. Yeah, it's what WWF were doing. It does and stick out. This period of WWF as well, especially can compa- even though we've just come out of the brightest neon era, and like everyone's wearing brown and black now, and it's <laughs> all, and compared to WCW, which is very polished in terms of the resources they can throw out mm-hmm. rather than, you know, maybe the quality of the broadcasts. I like how grungy and rough around the edges WWF is at this time. It feels dangerous. Yes. Like when the cell comes in and it's a bit bockety and there's a couple of holes and you're like, that's a dangerous thing to fight in as opposed to now it's like, it's bright red. That's not bright By red. By the anymore. action figure. Don't oh. worry. It's fine. We've made it so big you can't jump off the top. It's like, <laughs> look at our guard wall. I like this era. It's just like, oh no, we've just, it's the idea that Oh, we're just turning up and people are going to fight. And like, and when, when a massive gimmick match happens because one of the wrestlers has painstakingly put it together. Yeah. 
like Undertaker's, like they've been like whilst oh. it's not the same grave sites they've been digging, we've seen Undertaker and Mankind digging graves yeah. for a couple of weeks. Like, like this is a match that whoa, bloody hell! Sword like a salmon. Ease up, lads! <laughs> Fucking going for it. But like you're saying, yeah, it's been set up. It's not just like arbitrary. Yeah, like it's 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 the the easy thing to hit WWE with with a stick. It's like, oh, Hell in a Cell's coming, so you two have just started feud and have a Hell in a Cell match. Yeah, like, but they've they've seen the error of their ways with Triple H coming in. It's just gone. Well, no, let's not name you know, with the exception of Money in the Bank, let's not name events after. Yeah. Let's not name pay per views after after match types. Let's have the match types be there for when they're needed. Yeah, and that's exactly that's, that's spot on. Yeah, that is spot on. And if a match deserves, oh, nice. And it, and it encourages you then to start telling more stories. Yeah. Rather than relying on gimmicks to sell an event, it encourages you to tell stories. Yeah. And go, the stories will sell. Like, seems like this year WWE are having record event after record event after record event after record event. And there's no coincidence that this is the year where they've done away with a lot of the ideas of like a Hell in a Cell event, an yeah. Extreme Rules event, a TLC event. And they've just gone, let's tell some really great stories. And if, if a store and if a gimmick is required, then we'll put a gimmick in. Yeah. I hate the I don't hate the fact, but it's the fact that the events are so established now that you wouldn't get like in this where you just like, well, we're having in your house buried alive. There's going to be a buried alive match. Mm. Like I couldn't imagine them going, oh, this month, WWE Inferno because the Inferno match is coming. I like the idea of there being an event called Hell in a Cell but not it being a yearly thing, if you know what I mean. Oh, okay. So you want it like as it comes, as and when it needs to be. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's still a selling point. And to, I can understand it from a marketing point of view to a casual fan. What does no mercy mean? What does backlash mean? Mm. What, what does overdrive mean? So I can understand why they did it, but the fact that it became a obligation kind of negated the positives from it. And I guess that also comes back to planning. Yes. Goes back to prepping and going, right? When are we, you know, when are we going to have that match? Let's put a pay view in place there where we do it. Yeah. Look at us having this sensible wrestling conversation. Mm. Never mentioned eggs in about half an hour. No. <laughs> Is that why people are here? <laughs> Let's give it time. Took a shit once. That's better. Yeah. It looked like an egg. Did a shit. <laughs> Would you, if, where do you stand on on going to the toilet on a train? Oh, I went before. I'm yeah. fine with her. I attacked Sean, yeah. and she called me a rotter. <laughs> oh, really? Sean, like, no. I didn't go to go to the toilet. I had a bit of a nose situation. I thought, oh, I better just go blow my nose. And I thought, oh, while well, I'm here, I'll have a wee. And it's like, I don't trust a train, so I, I do go for the, the emperor's piss on a train and sit down, because otherwise I'll just... The like, emperor's I'll piss. just end up pissing all up the wall. And then as I sat down, like I said, my, my guts just went, oh, here we go. Yeah. I, I actually said out loud, I went, oh, no. <laughs> I took the riskiest shite I ever took on a train. Yeah. Right? Because I got to the train station. I was seeing off uh, a friend and their train left. And I went, oh, I really need the loo. But the train toilets were shut. But there was a train in the platform that wasn't set to leave according to the clock for another seven minutes. So I went, I'm going to do it. So I jumped on the train, went to the toilet. I think I got off as the, it was, as the doors were going, do, 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 do. I'd have gone to Edinburgh otherwise. Oh. I've been excited. I've had a risky train station shite years ago with my ex. We were in London and we were coming back, but we had first class tickets to get into the first class lounge and the first class toilets. Nice. I was in there for ages looking at shoes on the phone. Came back and was like, trains in five minutes, you fucking dickhead. 
I was like, <clears throat> it's like, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. That was my fault this time. It's got distracted looking at shoes. Yeah. Men like a nice long communal on the top of it. That's true. Because Alex goes, I don't know what you're doing there. Yeah. I said, I just no, just look at my phone. Or yeah. Just take the t- I like the time. Yeah. I like the peace. I like the peace. And you're a man of chaos. <laughs> I'm a man of chaos. And I sometimes need a bit of peace. Yeah. Like no, it. but I'm uh, yeah, I, I will I will use, I can go to the toilet anywhere and I can <laughs> sleep on planes. They're my two superpowers. Oh yeah. The, the sleeping on a plane thing is a, a surprising... I didn't realise it was a superpower until Alex was like, I can't sleep on a plane. Is he using a shiv? <laughs> prison He's rules? He's yeah. with something. Paul Bearer handed it to mankind. I'm not sure if it's a shiv. At first, I thought it was just a big medium pen. But it, yeah, shiv seems <laughs> He's more getting it with a biro. Yeah, I didn't realise sleeping on a plane was a superpower until mm. Alex was like... I'm just oh whenever we travel anywhere she has a horrible time because she just can't sleep on a plane but she's tired yeah so I, the, when we went to Australia I think I mentioned this on the podcast I, I said right I've got you covered I went and bought some night nurse and I said right have a little bit of that and bless her she's very much like she's 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 quite when she needs me she's quite serious she goes, if I haven't got a cold or anything said, don't matter don't matter just take it mm. it's all right give you a low dose of night nurse. And she had a good two hours sleep on the plane. That's like, good. That's never happened before. So yeah. there we go. Bit of night nurse when we get on. When we, when we flew back from New York last September, because I'm a, I'm a seasoned solo flyer, but I was with mm. Sean this time. And going there, day flight, I was like, you can have the window if I can have the window on the night flight. She went, yeah. And I went, ah, oh, we're taking off. And after we take, took off, hood up, hand in like that, slept the whole way. Aww. And she went, bastard. <laughs> bastard. And I was like, yeah. I was, just- I was bored. <laughs> I know what to talk to. Yeah. She couldn't sleep. She doesn't like flying. And then she was like, I'm a bit frightened now, and he's asleep. Can't blame him, but <laughs> arsehole. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's a good little mankind bit. I forgot he did. Look in the chair. And I'm honking. I do, lo- I do love the pig squeal. Yeah. Creepy man. Here's one. You know, we were talking before about like music and also unpopular opinions and that. Oh yes. I hate the famous mankind music. Crap. Oh. Cuz I hear the car and I was like, well that's Razor Ramon and it's just it's very generic and it's like, hey, I was like, no, I liked I liked creepy mankind. And even when he was a face, even though we all loved him, he was still creepy. So I just felt Do you remember that little in between stages music that he had in late 98? Where he had the Mankind Symphony, hmm. but it was a little bit faster and it had a bit of a beat to it. No. Let's see if I can find it. I found one the other day um, where it was an early version. Oh, no, it wasn't an early version of the game. It was a version that he used once or twice where it was my time with the lyrics to the game over it. And it's like someone kind of like half rapping it. Oh. Because I was listening to my time and higher brain power the other day because I just do it occasionally just go oh my time's good isn't it just <laughs> going. yeah I have not heard that one well is this it it's almost like nation of domination isn't it it's a bit in it sort of between places this song yeah so he was a baby face at this point so they couldn't have the creepiest of music. Yeah. 
Oh, Hiptos. So what was the Triple H one that you listened to? Like, Put My Time The Game. Hang on. My I'm Time The to... Game mashup. Unused WWE theme, The Game. Oh, is it? Yeah. And then in the comments, someone said he used it once. Doesn't quite work, but Ooh. I do remember him using it. Yeah, once, maybe twice. Nice. Oh, for those that were wondering, this theme with the lyrics was used one time. In a return promo on the July 2nd, 2007 episode of Raw. Hmm. Oh. Another theme I didn't like. Yeah. Dean Ambrose's. Crap. Really not good. Interesting one, that one. Never a fan. It was almost like a Morse code. Yeah. Type business. Pick up some beans. All right, yeah. <laughs> I like discovering like music that was binned off. Yeah, because everyone always goes back to Randy Orton using this fire burns, which that's another one I don't like. I don't like voices. It's not a wrestling theme. No. No. And because the one before it <laughs> was brilliant. <laughs> he hated that one. He hates everything. He he's like, he's a man after my own heart. He's, <laughs> he's a fucking knobber. <laughs> he's like, just like me, threatening to poo on stuff, threatening to ruin people's good times, refusing to smile, and RKOing people. Me and Randy Orton. <laughs> Undertaker did that leg drop to Mankind, and Paul Barrow did like a little cheeky, coquettish, like, ooh, ooh. which is a weird reaction. Yeah, you forgot where he was briefly. Undertaker going all Sabu. I like the third time I'm going to bring this up. And, under, and it's only because I had this one of the VHSs I had was SummerSlam 98 Highway to Hell. Yes. The leg drop off the top rope through the table by the Undertaker. Oh, incredible. My God. Incredible. And I was just oh. like, why didn't he do it more often? It was like, oh, well, in that event, because it's MSG, they're really close <laughs> to the ring. And two, he's massive and it probably really hurt. <laughs> I thought he was going for the dead eye then. Jesus. He sat on his head. Drop on his fucking head. Madness. Bloody hell. Like, look at the stairs there. All the paint scratched off and it's a bit rusty. That's what I'm saying about like the kind of grunginess of it. And when the, the one time they had the blue cage and they painted it black for St. Valentine's Day Massacre, and it was like, oh. Because oh, it, yeah. it, it, it didn't... I think with the new ones, you're just like, oh, well, they've got a team of really talented engineers. Where back then you thought, oh, The Undertaker's probably painted that himself. Yeah, you got the vibe that he's made, like he's painstakingly made that. Like how he used to make the caskets. What a fucking mark I am. Um, <laughs> no, but that's but true. Yeah, like, yeah. The first casket matches, it was Undertaker who was making them. Yeah. Double wide, double deep. Yeah. 
So like, there's not. It's not a wild idea to think they've prepared this themselves. Yeah. It's unsanctioned. Or they've used their wages to hire somebody. Yeah. To make it for them. Jimmy Coffin maker. Jimmy Coffins. Yeah. As they call him. The Boffin of Coffins. <laughs> they, he is called the Boffin of Coffins. There is nothing about Coffins that Jimmy Boffins doesn't know. Yeah. Sorry, Jimmy Coffins, not Jimmy Boffins. Yeah. Like Jimmy Shoulders. Loves, loves his uh, loves shoulders, doesn't he? <laughs> Jimmy Ruffin. Jimmy. Yeah. Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy Ruffin's House of Muffins. Um, <laughs> Jim, Jim, Jimmy Jim, Buffett. Jimmy Buffett and Little Miss Muffet. And he likes his margaritas. Loves them. <laughs> Margarita. So if you... The, uh, the ease in which he's carrying him there. Sorry, Tom. I believe if you go on 2K23 on the PC, uh, the mod community has been at force there. And I believe there is a Buried Alive mod that you can get for WWE 2K23. Mm. If you wanted to have a Buried Alive match, you can do it, I think, in 2K23. I've not played a WWE game since... Like WWE 11, 12. Oh. Just because I'm an arcadey boy, as we've spoken before, I was very excited for Fight Forever. Thought it was fine. In ring, <laughs> just a bit thin. Mm. But that's 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 the side of the crump time butters on. <laughs> I think that was the issue with Fight Forever. It was just fine. Yeah. It was the creation suite for me because it was just like, oh, well, strip oh. back. Ooh. But it's like, yeah, but. Mania and No Mercy had full fleshed out creation suites, but why can't you? Well, they did well, and they didn't. They did for the for you the had, time period. For the time period, yeah, you had 50 faces you could choose from. Yeah, uh, whereas Fight Forever, the six. Okay, so it's, like, it's one of those where like we have to put a creation mode in because all those people will cry, yeah. but we haven't got the time or the resources to put a full creation mode in, so we'll just put a shit creation mode yeah. in. Then we're losing either way. Yeah. But as a base to build potential sequels on, fine. We yeah. just need to flesh it out. And he's done it! How, how do you gauge how much dirt has to go on top? Is when it the you referee's discretion? I think ref's discretion when you can't see, when you can't see the body as well. That counts. I always forget that Undertaker wins this. Yes. Because of things. Um... <laughs> Oh, Christ! He hit the ground with a thud! Bloody hell. my Kyoto then going flying. Took a hell of a bump then, yeah. the first ref. Onto dirt as well, so he'd be like, oh, winded! <laughs> Covered in soil! No. So mankind, bless him, is just lying there. Oh! Who's that Pokemon? It's Onyx. Oh. <laughs> it's uh, the fabulous Freebird, the Executioner. Yay! Now, they don't quite reveal... Like, Bruce Prichard is very cautious about revealing the magic of how the Buried Alive match worked. Mm. Like, he, in the podcast, he was like, I'm not telling you how we did it. Like, it's the magic of it. He doesn't want to reveal it. I assume that Matt... I'm going to guess in here there's obviously a little hole that the person can... Took themselves away in. One of those walls must be a door. Yeah. That roll through. Because otherwise mankind just had to lie there for about a good seven minutes with holding his breath with soil being poured on him. Mm. I mean, he might have done. Well, as, as did apparently Undertaker at this point. Yeah. Yeah, because I forgot Undertaker won because I always remember this bit. Yes. That is indeed Terry Bam Bam Gordy, the executioner. 
Yep. Terry yeah, so Gordy. Now he must have done. Now he's still there. Huh? Or is that a doll? Oh, they swapped it out. But I think they will use. They there will come a point where they'll just stop cutting to the yeah the grave site as the lights are flashing and they're still going. It's very campy this, but it's effective. Yeah. I like execution style where he's just like a dog. He is there like you a go. Dog. Now he's yeah. gone. So like they've they pulled. I think I think. A little roof comes on the top of it. Yeah. And a little hatchway opens. Yeah, because that looked very smooth. Very smooth, yeah. didn't it? So he's he's rolled away yeah. somewhat. Or he's just still like hiding underneath it. Here comes Goldust. Now, apparently, according to Bruce Pritchard, this is an audible. Really? Because they didn't realise how long it would take to fill the hole in. <laughs> so they went, any heels still in their gear, can you go out and just help fill in the hole? <laughs> Bradshaw, you knacker. You've been in there, your gear all night. Possibly that was the case. Or maybe earlier in the day, they might have tried it and gone, yeah, we might need some lads. But, but, but yeah, it's I, an audible. I, I like the kayfabe of just everyone being like, yeah, fuck the Undertaker. Yeah. Let's get any heels out. Goldus, bless him, who is, well, it's an IC match and has still got a wrestler in the main event. His yeah. suit is now covered in dirt. Yeah. He's just going to be so uncomfortable. <laughs> But yeah, so this is this is them going right. Get as many lads as we can out there with shovels just to fill it all in for the for the for the big final for the big finale. October twentieth, nineteen ninety six. They've killed the Undertaker again. Again. Luckily, they had all those shovels for these. Uh, <laughs> Triple H is like, oh, this gives me an idea. <laughs> Gold dust with a shovel. Hmm. That's right. We will bury Cody Rhodes. Yeah. What I meant, damn it. Well, it's what I've assumed. Someone threw a drink. Oh, naughty. Uh, helpful. <laughs> was it a poo in a bottle? It was a poo in a bottle. Keep going. I, I think execution should go back to his his pattern of just shoveling like he's a like he's a dog that's just done a poo. Yeah. A very uh, you know, it's a dog that's thinking of the environment, thinking no one's oh! standing there. Do you want a drink, Undertaker? <laughs> that's from Bulldog. I'll have a good, have some drinks. Well, the crowd are loving this moment. Yeah, I was going to say, it's it's good that it's kind of lower heels. Because I think Undertaker and Owen and getting involved probably wouldn't have worked. No, 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 no. Or Vader. Actually, Vader could have worked. Nah, I think I think I think just the jobbers are fine. Yeah, I, I don't mind jobbers doing this. I hate it when the locker room clears out for a brawl, and they're trying to separate wrestlers and brawl. Really? Why do you like that? It should be refs and security guards. But what if the refs? Well, the refs and security guards get overwhelmed once or twice. But it's just like, eh. it's 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 again, it's me taking it out of it because, like I was saying, with the kayfabe of this, you can understand everyone being like, "Well, the Undertaker is." He's hard. Let's get rid of him. But it was like during the Undertaker Lesnar brawl, and Kevin Owens is there, and the character of Kevin Owens is, I don't care. Mm. And all of a sudden he's like, "Don't fight, guys." And it's like, that's true. Mm. Once in a blue moon. Yeah. Fine, but it just felt like that became de rigueur. Whereas I'd rather have just like, you know, faceless jobbers dressed as security guards. That five years later, you go, oh, look, there he is. There, he is. there is that. Yeah. I love how awkwardly long this is taking. 
There's a very deliberate method there of shoveling it to the one side. I don't know whether that's to do with, yeah, well, how this will finish. Just a lot of digging. This is a pay for you. We're just watching a lot of people digging. Yeah. I believe the digging of this grave has lasted longer than the Sid Vader match. It's not lasted longer than your danger poo on the train, though. It hasn't lasted as long as my danger poo on the train. You were just there going... This is wonderful and a little bit mischievous. In my in my head, I was going, worst case scenario, I go to Edinburgh. <laughs> You'd also get fined. You wouldn't make it all the way to Edinburgh. You'd get kicked off at the next station. No, because the next stop was Edinburgh. From where? Newcastle. Oh, okay. In my head, it was London because mine was in London. Oh, no, 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 no. Mine was in Newcastle, so the next stop was Edinburgh. Okay. So I thought, worst case scenario, I'll just get a train to Edinburgh. <laughs> And they just text Alex and go, funny story. <laughs> I'll be, be late mad. home for tea. Yeah. But do you fancy coming to Edinburgh? <laughs> I'll meet you here. We can get... Oh! Pissed. Oh, no. Q Marty Ginetti raised... Oh, Goldust is gone. Oh, see you later. Triple H is like, nah, I've got that reservation for two later. Fake Undertaker is gone as well. Oh. Oh, no, wait. No, it wasn't. That was Brian Lee. I stand corrected. But that was crushed. That was Brian... Harris. <laughs> well, those three aren't scared. Do a big wee. Yeah, but he's so far down, I wouldn't worry about it. <laughs> kick the end. Paul Bears, I didn't kick me in, dickhead. Got a little handle on it now. <laughs> Thankfully, Mankind's character, that suits him. To just tumble down the that grave. That was quite elegant from Paul Bear. He just kind of like moonwalked Alarmingly forwards down Alarmingly dainty. He mm. really put some thought into that. Executioner's rubbish red boots as well, like Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> it is upside yes! down. He did turn it upside down. It wasn't a Mandela thing. He he's turned it upside vindicated. down. That's twice he's done it now. Oh, it's further up. Fake grass. Yeah. That's his real hand. Yeah. <laughs> that has it looks a bit corny, but I like it. It's unusual, but I like he likes it. it. So that was in your house, buried alive. What did Dave Meltzer give the main event? Two and a quarter. Three and three quarters. Wow, okay. He was especially kind. To that okay. main event. To be fair, the match itself was good. I think just the longevity of the ending just kind of made me forget for a second. Yeah. yeah. I think it was it was a silly long ending. Uh, but the show didn't end there either because we had no. two dark matches for the pay-per-view audience. Uh, the Godwins beat the new Rockers. Yeah. Uh, and Shawn Michaels uh, beat Goldust, presumably haze sprayed down after digging through the soil uh, in a WWF title match uh, for just the crowd at Market Square Arena in Indianapolis. Mm. I think probably the best in your house that we've seen. Definitely. Mind Games was a one-match show. Yes. This was had multiple matches that ranged from good to very good. Yeah, because at this time, 1996, the kind of thing is, oh, WWF, undercard's crap, but the main event will be really good. WCW, undercard's really good. Main event will be crap. Yeah. But this one was just like, oh, no, here's a... Even though a lot of it was last minute, here's just a good, well-rounded show. Yeah, everything's just good. Yeah. and Or oh, sometimes very good. So I assume this will be the last we see of The Undertaker for a little while. Yep. Taker is off the books until Survivor Series. A nice month off. 
a lovely month off for The Undertaker, but not for you, because we will be back next week what a with a brand new Coldaholic Classic Raw review. He is at Brat Atkins. I'm at Tom Campbell. Together, we're at Coldaholic on Twitter. Don't forget to put your poo in a bottle and throw it at the crowd. Love you, bye! Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 